If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, we'll delve into the world of universal energy and the people who use it to help others in a positive way. Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I will act as your guide, bringing to you interesting people and concepts that, at their core, are all about energy. Be it Reiki, Feng Shui, energy healing, mediumship, psychic phenomenon, and many other energy-based modalities, we will dive deep into the work they do and maybe even get a reading or two. I hope that you'll join us for a fascinating discussion about, well, energy. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and uh, today we got a very special guest with us. And we're and I, I noticed that you said uh, that you had a smile on your face with that opening, because it, as you know, it is all about energy, energy and vibration, and uh, how things work and how they're all put together. And you've done quite a little bit of research on things. You're, I, and I don't know, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, or and I'm not quite sure. If I've ever interviewed a palm reader or a palmist, as well, you there's definitely energy involved with palm reading because the person puts out a frequency or a vibration. And so in person, I get that. So when they're on the internet, they can um, Xerox their hand and mail it to me or send it on the internet. And I have to read the picture of the hand or the photo of the hand. So it's not always the vibration that I pick up then. And, and when you do that, now you were telling me before we began that um, when you do that and somebody sends you, like Xerox their hand and, and sends it to you, that you, you do a report that can actually cover like five pages. That's, well, that's it takes a long time. I'll show you why. I have literature, and when I do a fair, I show everybody this piece of paper here. Yeah. It all the different things I talk about. There's quite okay. a bit on there. So we all have the five basic lines and then there's symbols. So I go through all that. So does everybody ask you the, the first thing they want to know is how long is my timeline? My no, a lot of people know the women want to know about love and romance and the men want to know about finance. <laughs> that, Those are the figures. two big things. That's that figures. Well, you know, you, and something interesting that you, that we did that uh, we can, I can demonstrate real quick is that you asked me to put my hands together, uh, like kind of like this. You, you know what's well, interesting? It's like this. It's where you put your left, you put either your left or right thumb on top. Now, in this case, let's see, if I do, if I, if I do that and, and, and it's, it naturally falls to my right. Uh, right. But the thing was, when I asked you to do it before the show, we did it. And yeah. your left came up, which I knew that just from talking to you that it was going to be a left on top. I'm a left on top. And, and, and what, means we were both born right-handed, and whatever one automatically goes up without you even thinking about it is who you are. So a righty is very, they're fine, they're normal, and we're something else. <laughs> we think no, we're not normal. I, 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 you know, I really, I really do appreciate that because I'm not normal. I, at least I'd like to think that I'm not because I, I'm doing this, which is, and I've done a lot of them. So, but I, I do them because I really enjoy talking to people like you and uh, you've written four books. 
uh, the latest book, which I don't have the copy of. Which, which one is that? That's called Cruise to the Other Side. And this one is um, a novel. It's a paranormal novel. It has um, a cruise ship, um, a crystal ball, and a hand holding the whole thing on the cover. The publisher did that. Um, it takes place on a cruise ship. It's a mother and daughter, and it's a pretty good story. And it's all psychic. Oh, cool. Cool. So, and, that, and how long has that one been out now? Um, since 2014. Good. My it's president calling. My Not me. Uh, oh, that's that's all right. Oh God damn! <laughs> I told my husband not to do that. I said uh, he's here in the house. I said pick up the phone the minute it rings. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead. Um, that's You're asking about my books. But but you've got but the, your favorite book is uh which which one is the one that gets asked for the soul this is my favorite one because i like to talk about love and romance and that's what's on there exactly so, right. um this book has helped a lot of people get married that didn't know what a soulmate was including my publisher when he read the book he called me up and he said charge 300 for the book and i said <laughs> oh why is that and he said i'm 57 i've never been married and right away the I went, uh-oh. And he says, but I've been in two long-term relationships. One was 20 years. I couldn't commit. And I said, why not? And he said, because I'm looking for something that wasn't there. And what it was is the soulmate connection. And that means reincarnation, means you lived here before. That person back there and you had business together. You didn't get to complete the business. And this time you're you. And indeed, and, uh, and then you find the other person, and somehow you just know you've been there before. I got to ask you a question because there's yeah. a new phenomenon that's out there, and I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Are you familiar with uh, the twin flame concept? Right, and that's not very new. It's been around for a long time, but a twin flame is when one person, their soul splits apart and you become two people, but it's really the same person. It's very rare. So I've read 58,065 people so far, and I've only seen five of them. And there is a whole movement of the people are saying that that happens to everybody and, and anybody can have find their twin flame and you got to end. Wrong. Start. I, I don't I, believe that. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think I think when that happens, it is very rare because you're the soul and the soul is doing that for a particular reason that uh, that is not that is not common well it's karmic debt payback and so when it's two people who are soulmates they remember a past life together my example would be grandma and grandpa and so maybe you were grandma last time because the sex changes every time and uh, maybe one of you didn't get to the hospital in time to say goodbye in this lifetime you meet grandma but it isn't grandma and you're not grandpa but you are See, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the people just remember it's called memory banks that are implanted in us. So depending on how many past lives you have, that's how many memory banks you have. So I was only here one other time. I was a male last time and I was a master palmist. This time I came back and palmistry did this to me and I'm a master palmist. <laughs> that do do some people reincarnate a lot more than a couple of times? 
the average is four to seven. Some people have 60. Everybody's different, no two people. I'll show you a picture of my soulmate and you'll get it. I'll see if you could see this. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. So we look alike, act alike, react alike, like and hate the same music, vote the same way without telling each other. We come home and you might as well say, here's one, here's the other, and they're, they're exactly the same. So what that means is we had a life together in another lifetime, and we recognized it. How do you how do you recognize it? How do you find everybody? Everybody that I talk to is like, I want to find my soulmate. I yeah, people know. say that, and then I ask them, what is it? And they don't know. They go, oh, we get along. We're compatible. But that's this much of it. The rest of it is everything else. It's a combination of both of you have to be reciprocating the click in the head that says I was here last time or another lifetime. So if you drown in a per lifetime, you can't have a soulmate that lifetime because your life was cut short. But if you lived a normal, let's say you lived during the time of Christ and people died at 35 that century, doesn't matter. If you find somebody that clicks with you and both of your heads hear it at the same time and it's a soulmate, they died at 35 too. You know, it's interesting. Do you believe now, are, are you familiar with Dr. Michael Newton? Um, who? Michael who? Dr. Michael Newton. He he wrote several books. One was called Journey of Souls, and the yeah, other I have, was... I have his book. <laughs> yes. Okay. And and the, so the question I have for you is, uh, because we go somewhere after we die, and we go to the other side, and we and that's really is where our home is, and then we and then we embark to come back. Is our soulmate in our in our soul group, and we have a real special connection? And uh, um... we have soul groups. That's right. But when you come back, um, your soul isn't up there anymore. It's back here now. See, and so then the soul travels, and that's what his book talks about—the journey that your soul takes. Right. So um, people on the other side can't talk to you. You shouldn't be able to hear them, but you know they're there. Do, so do you tell, go ahead. Okay, there, there's a thing called guardian angels. It's different than soulmate. Correct. But angels can talk to you. So an angel can whisper in your ear and say, you need to do this, this, or this. And then you hear it. You, hear it. you may or may not do it, but you heard it. Well, there's that free choice thing again. Uh, yeah, right. It's all free choice, the whole thing. Yes. And you, you, you can listen to the voices in your head and they will try and guide you, but you are not, under no responsibility to follow that in any way, shape or form. That's right. What I said, some people hear it and ignore it. And yeah. some people hear it and don't know what they're hearing. So they go, I'm not doing that. So for instance, somebody's mother who passed away could be whispering in your ear, their ear, they need to do this, this, and this. And if they don't do it, they don't do it, but they heard their mother tell them to do it. Exactly. The mother may have died 10 years ago. Exactly. Now, when you're talking about soul, are we in, in our lives? I know that we're here for specific reasons for to, for specific experiences. Are we always in search of our soulmate or are some lives destined to not find your soulmate? Some people don't need it. Some people don't search for it. Most people would like to have one. So I got it this time. So um, we had one date and he 
moved in, stayed three years. When we got married, that was 27 years ago. Well, congratulations. So that was the right one, right. So um, when you recognize the energy of wherever you've been before and that person and you were that same place previously, you both recognize it at the same instant. So our story, and I'll just tell you our story. I met him at a singles bowling league. The next day he called me and said, let's do lunch. So we went to a pizza parlor. And while we're sitting there, he goes, I know you from back there. And I go, uh, clarified back there. And I didn't show him that I'd been in that pizza parlor before. And he says, you know, that past life that we had together. And right away, I knew this is it. You know, that because I felt that in the bowling alley, but I didn't say it. So he said, we were two three-year-old little boys in nursery school. And I've only been here one other time. I told you I had to be the male last time. Next time I'd be the male again if I had to come back. But once you get your soulmate, you don't come back. Then you ascend and you're done because your karmic that payback is finished. So we're sitting in the pizza parlor and he goes, I went to nursery school with you and I threw sand in your hair. He said, you threw some in my hair too. And just then my eye starts watering like mad. I had to get a Kleenex out. That's embarrassing on a first date. And he says, what's wrong with you? And I said, you want to know the name of the nursery school? So do you know what a soffit is in a building? Is that ledge up near the ceiling? So I looked at soffit and I said, um, the name of the school was called Bomberger, but didn't we call it Bomburger? And he got hysterical because that was right. And he goes, ah, and he starts stamping his feet and hitting the table and screaming. And all I could think was a mouse ran up his leg. That's why he's doing that. So I started screaming and the manager came over and he said, you too, out. And I said, you don't understand. You don't get it. It was karma. He goes, I don't know who she is, but you're out of here. <laughs> he didn't know what it was. So we're out in front of the restaurant and that's when I invited him to dinner because we didn't get lunch. Right. Right. So he came to my house with a little green duffel bag and I look at it and I go, excuse me, what's that? And he goes, Oh, I live here now. I was going through a divorce. And I said, you can't do that. That's going to ruin everything. He said, I found you here. I'll wait a hundred years. If I have to, you let me know when you're ready. So he paid rent on my spare room for seven months because I wasn't ready. I was going through a divorce. So that's a true soulmate story. That, Everybody that's a, isn't like that, you know, but it's just, they're dramatic. It's like a light goes off in your head and you go, I, I know this, this energy. I've been here before. Now, is it possible that you have a soulmate and you have a soulmate for a period of time and then for whatever reason you break up and it affects right. your entire life? and uh and stuff but you're not together for your entire life right well some people come together to make beautiful children then they split they get a divorce and they both go on their own way but the soulmate was still the soulmate it's just that they don't um have to stay together anymore it's done they completed their cycle their karmic debt oh very very interesting so and the name of that book again is soulmate connections i had a tv show in colorado with the same name oh very and good so How long did you... everything in this world is a connection and it's all energy that's what i believe that's what the name of the show is think energy um because it is all energy and right. and you're able to be 
in tune with it. Now, when you do a palm reading, are you also doing a psychic reading at the same time? Well, or they... uh, their, their stuff is coming into me. I guess that is psychic. Yeah, I pick mm -hmm. up because <clears throat> I can tell somebody, well, you were a teacher. And they go, how'd you know that? Or I say, you always wanted to be a doctor, but you didn't have the money. So you ended up being a nurse. Yeah. You know, and I just get it. So I guess that's psychic. Now, when you're sitting with somebody and you just have them open up their hand and you can read uh, everything that's going well, on. I do three hand. things. First, I, when, it's, when I'm sitting with them, I have them sign their name. So their brain is doing that, right? Your brain says, pick up the pen, write the name. She wants it. And they write real fast. And I feel it. I just run across it. And I get like Morse code and some people are kind of blah and I don't get anything. And some people are live wires and it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm getting Morse code. <clears throat> so I can't tell the person that. So then I say, how about this weather we've been having? And then I look at them from a different point of view. So then after that, I do the thumb thing that I had you do. Right. Then after we do that, I have them shake their hand five times slap it on the counter or the table and then i look at the space between every finger because that means something then i read the hand so the lines that you're born with a newborn baby comes in their hand is this big right right has lines on it they have the bracelets right here at the wrist everything's there and then the baby grows up and has experiences and experiences show on a hand anything that impact impacts the brain gets imprinted on the hand. That's that's really interesting. So very we, we come in to this world and the and the and the the lines in our hands, it's kind of like uh in like numerology or or um astrology, all of those art forms, it's kind of the same thing because we come in with these things already imprinted. Well, they're predetermined, right. Some of it is, but then the baby has experiences. Now they're 15, they have their first romance. Now they're 18, they're graduating college, uh, high school, going to college. Those are big events. So then that shows up on the hand that I'm going to college, oh boy. You know, then they go to school, they have romances there. Then they get out and they have a career path that shows up. All those things are there. So the things I look at, the five basic lines everybody has, which is lifeline or you wouldn't be here the love line, which everybody wishes they had if they don't have it, work, which we all have to, um, reproduction, which a person could or could not have it, but it means the possibility is there on a hand. And then the fifth thing is the bracelets, which are these rings around your wrist. So I want you to take your right hand, because you're right-handed, put okay. your elbow on your stomach, bring your hand up towards your face, and bend it towards your nose. Now look on your wrist and you should see some rings. Do you see? Yeah. Okay. Each row represents 25 years. So you wow. have to look, you have to look on the side facing you. See, like right here. So 25, 50, 75, it goes like that. Well, very good. And that and that kind of gives you an idea of how how long you're going to be on this planet for. Um, it has to do with how strong your gene pool is, who you come from. It has to do with how well you take care of yourself on this planet, how you eat, how you exercise, if you sleep well, if you're different medical things all show up on there. So, so you can really read somebody's entire existence 
by just well i've saved a few i saved a few lives so you know i tell somebody uh, i see you go to the bathroom five times a night and the guy will say how do you know that and i say well it's right there you're not sleeping you're up every hour on the hour can you believe that, that it you're popular all, it rings all the time for me so i'm going to try and see if i can shush it up he got that one <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what happens is, what was I saying? No, I lost my whole train of thought. Oh, about the uh, about your your hand and the hand. And, okay. Yeah. So every line here counts, but it's every time you have to make a decision, it shows up here. So if you had to make a big decision, should you sell this car and buy this one? It's going to show up. Should you buy this house or that house? It's going to show up that you were struggling. So I told a man, I remember what I, that he went to the bathroom five times a night. And he said, yes, I did. And I looked on his hand and I said, well, it's your prostrate. You better go to the doctor immediately. So he called me up two days later and said, I hope you're happy. I said, why? Who is this? He tells me and he says, I just had my prostrate removed. I had cancer. Well, he's still around. That was 20 years ago. So it saved his life. If he didn't, if I didn't see that he was having a problem, he would have just ignored it and kept living that way until his days were over. In that, in that interesting, and that must be really fun for you to be able to talk to people that way. Well, that yeah. gives me the up. You know, the phone call that he gave me was like five thousand compliments because I I know that I saved that man. Then um, some people have things that they know they have, but they're ignoring it. You know, they know that there's something wrong. You know your own body. You know if you're constipated all the time, there's some. there must be a blockage. But they won't do anything about it. Um, okay, if you're afraid to go to the doctor, I'll go with you. <laughs> I never had to go with anybody, but I offered to go. <laughs> well, so it, oh, you, you, know, know. you know how men are. We, don't, we generally don't want to go to the doctor. That's true. But the book that I wrote that I teach out of over here called May I See Your Hand. The girl who illustrated this came to see me after I was on a radio show in Denver, and this is a long time ago, and I look in her and I said, you have a lump in your left breast. She says, oh, yeah, it's been there for 10 years. I'm ignoring it. And I said, well, then why aren't you wearing a bra? I could see you're just in a T-shirt. She said, it irritates it too much. So I said, you need to go get a little mammogram. And she goes, I'm 38 years old. You don't need to get it till you're 40. I said, I'll go with you tomorrow, but you better go. So she went the next day and they took her breast off and she died because she ignored it for 10 years. If it I had, had met her 10 years before and seen that, I would have stopped that. It had metastasized. Right. And that's, that's, you know, it, it's really, you need to be, you need to be around. We need to, we need to have uh, people come visit you because, you know, my brother, as an example, he just well, recently but it's not only that, I put 3,000 people together, which is 1,500 couples with the soulmate book. Because <laughs> inside there, it tells you how to find one. And the first 17 pages in there are pretty intense. So it's, um, it's the publisher told me, you tell people in the first 17 pages more than most books in the whole book tell them. And then there's 46 love stories. And I tell people if they would just resonate with one, story in there they would be able to um know what to do and what what it is or isn't it's a lot of people don't know what a soulmate is this is what i think it is 
I don't know if you could see this chart there. Right. And the bottom says communication. Then it says look good together. Then spirituality. Then the sex is private and personal, but on the same page. And then the top is not religion exactly. It means higher powers. So it's guardian angels, animal guides, totems, God, whatever you want to call it. Now, do when we when we're gonna come here and we, we make our life plan and, and understanding that free will affects our life plan because everybody else has free will as well. Uh, and so what you the best laid plans of mice and men, as they say, right. um, could, go, could go funny. That's true. It can, it so can I don't fun. think that we find ahead of time. I think a person comes back when they need to or when they're right. supposed to. So let's say that you got your soulmate and they died. That's sad, but that doesn't mean you can't come back. And it, maybe you're done. You're not supposed to have two. Or maybe you didn't have a soulmate. Your mate died and you get it on the third marriage like I did. Now, sometimes do you, does, do they, does the other side plan for you to get together with your soulmate all the time? Or sometimes yes, sometimes no. I don't think there's any planning involved at all. I think it just is the memory banks reminding each other we've been here before. And so when you came back and they, a person comes back searching, they're looking, where's that energy that I need that I want to connect with? And that's what we're talking about. That's how I believe it. Well, it's really interesting because if you, so when you walk up to somebody and, because I've, I've had this happen to me before too, and I'm sure you have too, and know lots of people that have, you walk up to somebody and you go, I feel like I know them. I feel like I've been around them before. Okay, that's the familiarity thing that we're talking about. So, But it doesn't necessarily mean they're your soulmate. Your mother could be your soulmate. Because in another lifetime, maybe she was the guy and you were the girl. Yeah, I know. That, that's, you got to go to a psychologist if you think your mother was your soulmate. That's, that's no, Or if two men are soulmates, it doesn't mean they were men in another lifetime. That's doesn't true. mean they're gay. Maybe one of them was a woman, one was a man. And maybe they were eight years old and they connected and they kept their contact all those years. One of them died and the other one comes back and they find each other. See, and not, if I can understand it, anybody could understand it. It's, it's, that's really is interesting because, you know, some people don't believe that reincarnation exists. I find it hard. To I know believe. that. I know. That's why I say to them first, I just gave a lecture on Sunday and I, it was on soulmate. And I said, does anybody know what a soulmate is? And they all just sat there and looked at me. So I told them what I think, which is what's in my book. Then I said, so who wants a soulmate? Everybody raised their hand, but one lady. And I said, well, you already have yours. She goes, you're right. She said, I'm grouchy. He isn't. So I said, it doesn't matter because they were older. I said, it doesn't matter which one is grouchy. If you found what you were looking for in the beginning and they were married 34 years, I said, and you were one of the lucky ones who got it. Everybody doesn't get one, even though they're searching and looking. You know, that's, that's so true. I, I know, you know, I've been out of high school a while now. Yeah. And, you know, so am I. <laughs> And, but I, you know, in my high school, there were, I think, two or three couples that were, that got together in high school that are still together today, some 40 years later. Everybody else, it was by oh, trial and error. And okay. But that also means that was their first love. Yes. And they clicked. Yep. 
I'm calling it the click in the head. You could call it what you, you know, it's something that goes snap and that's it. Okay. Yep. They were one of the fortunate one in a million who did that. Not Ex exactly. People. And it, it almost is that, that number, like one in a million, because uh, everybody, else, everybody else has been married two or three times in search of that right person. And they keep thinking they find it. And then they find out that they didn't. Well, and, I read a woman one time and she was married seven times. And oh I said, God. do you think you're Elizabeth Taylor? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and so she says, every time somebody says, let's get married, I say, okay. And I do it. So I said, well, but you haven't ever found what you're looking for. And she goes, that's why I have seven divorces. <laughs> so what she was looking for was her connection to a soulmate. But she didn't remember that. She only knew that somebody said they wanted her. And she went, oh, security, great. And that's not, it isn't all about security. No, sometimes. Uh, that's think part of it. But that's only because a person who gets married has, everybody wants a partner. Let's put it that way. Everybody doesn't get a partner. A lot of people get married to opposites. So opposites attract and likes attract. Opposites go opposite quick, goes south fast. Likes attract and they stay forever because it's like hugging yourself, but you're hugging the other person. Yeah, I decided that I'm, I'm, I'm really, this time around, I'm destined to not have a partner. Okay, I, so how, old, how many times have you been together with somebody? Well, define together. <laughs> How many and, times have you had the ring and the piece of paper? Uh, once. Okay. So then you're due. I'd have to see your hand. Put your hand up. I'll tell you. Where'd I do with my mate? I'll, I'll look and tell you right now. Okay. Go up a little bit. Okay. You have the soulmate mark and it's right by your wrist. Take your hand down. Take your hand back. Look on your, oh, put your hand in front of you and look for a little pyramid right here. The pyramid should be right there. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a little pyramid there. <laughs> that stands for two people who tie the knot, become one, and become a unit of one. So and you so, never had a soulmate yet. You don't know what I'm talking about. Well, either that or I had the, my high school sweetheart was my soulmate. And then for whatever reason, that, that ended. Okay, um, but here's the thing. You have many past lives. And you have more than one soulmate. You only need one. If you get one, you're done. You don't have to keep looking. Oh, that's why okay. I keep looking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I keep coming back. Because I, I, I apparently haven't fulfilled my mission yet. Okay, put your hand back up. I'll tell you how many past lives you've had. I got it. Okay, stop. Don't move your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six. So you're 600 years old plus now, and you have six chances. Apparently, I'm how yeah, fast I can do that. Yeah, you're fast. You're good. You're good. So you, so you can. So I've, I've been, I've been hanging around for 600 years, and I still haven't found the love of my no, you life. Came back six different times looking. This is oh. your seventh lifetime, and you're done. It says you're getting it, or you wouldn't have the little pyramid right there. Oh, okay. Well, I better hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so you not aren't that old that you have to worry about it. I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know. Uh, they, okay. But you know that then that that's liable to happen. But now I got to ask you though. Now does a do you have to go in search of your soulmate, or do they? Uh, is it by divine intervention that they just naturally it just happens? Up? It just is. So I tell people, here's a hand, here's a hand, and this is how soulmates look. They blend like that. 
it's a blending of two personalities. It's almost perfect. Nothing in this world's perfect, but pretty close. So you don't go looking for it. It just is. So when I wrote the book, it's my branding is the soulmate specialist. So I wrote it to help people. And I said I had 1,500 couples that I put together. Right. I have wedding invitations from every one of them. And every one of them got a, a wedding check for me, except the publisher. And I sent him wine glasses. <laughs> he got married, too. <laughs> so so you, you, have you ever thought about being like, you know, one of those uh, Jewish women that are a matchmaker? Have you ever right. of- they call me that. And the word is gentle. Yes. And the gentle yes. is a matchmaker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so my husband calls me. I used to do that all the time. Well, in Florida, I don't put together. And in Denver, I was there 21 years. So I would feel somebody's energy and know what they're looking for. I could tell somebody what their criteria list is. You need this, 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 and this, but you want this, this, and this. So you have to relax some of the what you want. And, you know, because nothing is going to be 100%. And they'd say, okay. And then pretty soon I get a phone call. I think I found my soulmate. And I say, if you think you found it, it isn't. If I have to tell you yes, then don't forget it. That's not it. You just know when you say, I found my soulmate. And how many times? Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, there's been all kinds of times when when uh, I've talked to people and, uh, and they'll say, oh, man, I found my soulmate. But he's married to somebody else and he doesn't even look at you and they're not even they're not even close to to but you but you think that you found him but a soulmate connection is mutual there has to be yeah has to be but here's the thing i found my soulmate i wasn't looking i was working two jobs divorced and i just went bowling because that was the only time i had open sunday night so i said i need to do something for myself i think i'll go bowling so that night I sat on his lap, I stole his baseball hat and threw it down the alley. You don't do things like that. I'm drinking water out of a thing that looked just like this, just a, a, a big, you know, thing you can see through. He said, what are you drinking? I said, vodka. So he grabbed it to take a swig and he goes, well, that's just water. And I said, well, you get me, I have rubber legs when I'm around you. So that means he got that. <laughs> it meant that he made me crazy. You know, because I was, he made me all excited. So that's why he called me for breakfast, for lunch the next day. And then he moved into your spare bedroom for the next seven months. What a, what a gutsy thing to be able to. I had all the canceled checks to show the judge when I was going for the divorce. (laughs) And so that proved it, you know. Yeah, that's very good. By the way, we're talking with uh, Myrna Lou and uh, her last name is Goldbaum, and uh, she's got four books and if you want to go to her website you would go to www.myrnalou.com and my my email is palmist p-a-l-m-i-s-t at myrnalou.com so I was named for a movie star Myrna Loy Ah. my mother liked and so MY looks like Myra, but it's really Myrna with an N in there. So it's M-Y-R-N-A. And my middle name is L-O. It's like Mary Lou. So it's uh, MyrnaLou.com. Very good. So and if, that, Myrna Lou. 
Now, if somebody wants a remote palm reading from you, you can have them Xerox their hand and send it to you, right? They can email it to me or mail it snail mail, right? And if they mail it to you, then you'll you'll put a rather exhaustive report. How long does it take you to put a report together? Well, it takes me about an hour and a half for each one because if I'm typing four to five, six pages on each hand, it's a long time because I have to study it. So when they take a photo of their hand with their phone and email it to me, I just go up with the computer like I did on you. I take my magnifier up to the screen and I do it one line at a time. I decipher it one line at a time and then I write it all up and no two are alike because everybody's hand is different. Your left and right hand are even different. Right. And so right. Um, when I get done, I email it to the person, or if they snail mail it, I have to mail it back to them. Then it's a big bunch of pages all folded up and stuffed in an envelope. So I've talked to people in 94 countries, and they can't get to me, so they're everywhere else. So some of them send me a hand that they put mud on, and they slap it on a sheet of paper. Some of them put lipstick on their hand. I've had all kinds of things, ink, charcoal, and I saved some of those just for fun. Have you ever met a hand you didn't like? Yeah, only two people. And both of them were murderers. And <laughs> I called them on it. So I've Ooh. seen everything you could see in a hand. But those both those men killed somebody. And they were in front of me at a fair, two different years even. So when I'm doing somebody and they're in front of me and I get bad vibes right away, I said, I see you broke the law. And they say, oh, yeah, I served my time out of jail. And I say, well, what did you do? So one guy said he beat somebody up and the man went into a coma and never woke up and he had to go to jail because that he killed that man. The other one played chicken where two, gar two cars drive at each other and nobody gave. And so he caused a head-on collision on purpose. And he the other guy jailed. So they didn't pull it somebody, but it still was pretty bad. So but those are the two I didn't like so much. But I wasn't crazy about the embezzler or the UFO people. <laughs> I see it all. <laughs> now, when you say UFO people, are you talking about people who are from an, uh, aliens? or No, people no. Who people who say they were abducted. And they say, you want to see my thing here where they put a thing in my wrist? I say, no, that's okay. <laughs> and is any of that, is it when they are abducted and they say they're abducted, is that? Those aren't really real. Well, they describe the inside of the ship. Or they tell me what the people did to him. Just different things. So one man that I read showed up at my doorstep, and he had heard me on a Denver radio station, a big major one. And he said, um, it took me three days to get here, but he had an appointment. I had it in my book. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I hitchhiked here. I said, oh, I'm sorry. He said, that's okay. I slept under bridge abutments and did different things in the evening till it was time to come. So he looked like a giant, huge teddy bear, great big guy. And he sits down on the chair and I thought he was gonna break my chair. But anyway, we're doing the reading and I said, let's go outside and sit on the patio because I was reading in the basement of my house in Colorado. And I thought it would be better if I was safer upstairs because this guy was a Looney Tune. So you know what a Looney Tune is? He was a little funny. So- yeah, um, he, 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 yeah. He said, I have to leave now. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, the mothership is circling your house right now, and they want to take me back to their planet. 
So I said, very nice. The interview's over. You're done. You don't even have to pay me. I showed him the front door and got rid of him. So yeah. Well, you know, we all. I, well, I didn't I, want to be with somebody that's mentally unbalanced like that. Oh, then okay. I asked him where he lived, that it took him three days to get there. He said, I walked out of the mental institution <laughs> and they didn't see me and I just left. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's that's a funny way to go, isn't it? Yeah. I, I came to see you at, right after I got out of the the mental place. Oh my God, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, but um, getting back to the poem, the, in 1967, when I read wrote the book "May I See Your Hand," which is the one that I teach out of, but a person could teach themselves from this one too. Um, I did a little research and I found out that. In 1967 in America, every medical school made the residencies, re the guys who were in residence, take one whole day on palmistry. Really? Yeah. And I said, well, why is that? And they said, well, <clears throat> they can look at a newborn baby's hand and see if there's any congenital defects like heart problems, lung problems, all that. That makes That's sense. amazing. Then they said, when you go to your doctor's and shake their hand when you walk in, they're feeling, is it wet or dry, hard or soft? They're getting a read on you, even though you don't know it. So I've called them on it. I've been to the dentist and he shakes my hand. I say, so um, did you take one day of palmistry? He said, yes, I did. <laughs> or I asked my family doctor that. Yes, he did too. And the chiropractor, every one of them said they had to do that. Interesting. And, and uh, because it's proving to be, I don't know. Some people would say, well, I'm just reading. Palm. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of different kinds. <clears throat> so Hindu Indian is very complicated and I can't do that. The one I do is Oriental, which is not that complicated. And this is a picture of my hand right here with the lines on it. Ah. And I mark off each line what they are. You see, so if you look down at the bottom, you see that uh, triangle by the wrist. Yes. The bracelets are the wrist. Okay. Then the lifeline, the love line, all that's on there. Now, I, now, I, I use this when I give talks. Now you are uh, a, a beautiful lady, and but you've also been on the planet a little bit longer than than you look like you've been on the planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm ancient. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's just say that this is you're in your eighth decade. Well, yeah. but I'm also 30 in my head, so that's, I never got past 30. I'm full of it. <laughs> it means I'm a little bubbly and a little, I'm not real flexible like I used to be, but I'm, you know, able to get around plenty good. Oh, absolutely. And you also are, have been on lots of radio shows and television shows and, and you had your own television show for a period right. of time. And, and do you know that it takes eight hours to get one hour of a TV show? I know. I've heard that. That's why I do oh, radio. Oh, my God. Eight hours of under the hot lights and everything. Well, there was a lunch break, I think, 10 minutes. But it, they do a lot of takeout. And then yep. they splice it and they fix it. So I only had money saved up for two cameras. And so the guy who was filming it from a TV station said, you know what? We're going to donate the third one. Oh, cool. And he just gave me a third camera so that we could have the audience shots and pictures of me, then pictures of the person I'm talking to, and it all gelled together. Oh, very nice. Very nice. How long were you on TV? Um, 
I think one or two years. I don't remember. It was while it was back in 2000. Oh, wow. It's called Soulmate Connections because that's what the book was, too. So, well, and, and, and you're full of soulmate connections, soulmate connections. Yeah. Because it's important that, uh, I, you know, for some people, I think it's very important, um, that they find a, a mate, someone to be with. And others are like, I'm, I'm perfectly content to just kind of do my own thing. Um, then, then I leave them alone. I don't force anybody into anything. I say, if you're happy and you don't need a partner, great. That's you. I needed a partner and I got it when I wasn't looking. My back was turned. <laughs> it just happened. But he liked that energy with the baseball hat and the, you know, all the stuff I did. He thought I was younger than he was. I'm nine years older. <laughs> well, you you sm smit him, smite him, smote him, something. You, you, you had him under your spell at the very beginning. Well, the thing was, he felt it the same time I did. And it's a feeling. That's what vibration is. <clears throat> the frequency that a person vibrates at. So I tell people there's um, ESP, which is under the this finger right here, called the index finger. ESP is right there. And if a person has a lot of it, I say, so you pick up on people's vibrations, don't you? And they say, yes, I do. You want me to see if you have it now? Yeah. <laughs> well, that I can't see. It's too hard. I can't oh, see. This, Symbols, this, I can't make it out. It's too. Uh, it just got away from me. This is this but is. Here's the thing. I have four marks there. The average person has none or one. You two or three if you like this kind of stuff. So um, you can only have five. That's the most marks anybody's ever had on the ESP thing. And who had them was Edgar Casey. I'm okay. sure you've heard of him. Of course. Jeannie Dixon is the lady who told Kennedy, don't go to Texas. I'm a seeress, and I can see the whole scenario. You're going to die if you go. Right. So both of them have five. I have four. You have a gift. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> I never said that, but that's it's sort of. Well, but you use it in, in all the things that you do. And uh, if somebody would like to contact you again, let's and your dog would like to contact you too, um what would uh, um your email again please well i use all different ways of getting into people so part of it's the handwriting part of it i get into them from looking at the hand i also feel the vibration so when it's a um, photocopy on the internet i can't feel their vibration but i ask them are you left or right-handed that immediately helps me i say how old are you today do you have any questions so people have a list of questions this long. Well, that's why it takes me so long to answer them all. They ask them about work. Then it's not just all soulmates, but I talk about other things too. Or I talk about their characteristics or they need change. And you can't change anybody else. And they go, I want to change my wife. She isn't behaving how I need her to. I say, no, you can only change you. You can't change her. See, it's all common sense. It, it, it is, but so few of us have that. <laughs> no, you. most people have some. They just don't well, always listen to it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> they, don't, they don't listen to what, you know, and if you're quiet and you uh, ask a question, you'll always get an answer. And if you trust that well, the answer. Well, when I give them the answers, I get back testimonial letters and they go, you were spot on. So I asked my husband, what does that mean? I never heard that saying before. And he says, it means then. 
you know, because I get them all the way through the thing. Or they'll write me back and say, this and this happened. You were right about this, this, this. And they have it all mapped out, what they want to tell me. Yep, because because you are spot on. And, and the we... reason my phone rings a lot and the reason I have to pick it up when it isn't during a show is a lot of times people are calling to tell me, I think I have what I was looking for. Can we come for an appointment? So I say, bring the guy with you. <laughs> I will know. And when they go out of the room, I'll do this or this, and you'll know if it's the right one. Because <laughs> I'm not going to say it in front of the person and hurt any feeling. No. You know, no, but you I can tell if somebody's with who they're supposed to be with. Not. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Myrna Lou, and uh, we need to wrap this up. But uh, I just want to make sure we get your website out there again and your email out there again so that if somebody wants to contact you, you're in Florida. So um, you're a ways away from some. So if they'd like to contact you uh, to get a reading or to send them, send you their hand in the mail. I imagine your postman has got a very well, unique. Here's how they would get me. They would go to my website and it tells how to do it. I use PayPal. Oh, okay. And um, I'm giving a hundred. Uh, it's a hundred dollars for a reading. And when on a show like a 50% discount, I would do it for 50. Oh, very nice. That's a bargain. <laughs> yeah. It is a bargain. And, and especially when you're putting together a five-page report. I mean, that takes a while to do. And you yeah. also, by the way, you've been using your gift for a while, and you deserve you deserve to be compensated for it. Well, and the reason I make it a discount is because they're listening to your show or is watching it. And so they should be able to get a little bit off, you know. I appreciate that. So your your website again is www.mernalou.com. M-Y-R-N-A-L-O-U.com. And if you want to email me, palmist, P-A-L-M-I-S-T, at mernalou.com. You know, it's a pleasure talking to you. I, we need to have you back on and, and take some calls and and, and have, you, have you work your magic on people. Next time you could have people send me their hand ahead of time and I'd work them up. When you send a picture of your hand, don't send your real hand. <laughs> yeah, I just call it the hand. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Well, thank you so much, Verna. And, and you have yourself a wonderful day. Now, if you'll stay right there, I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.